Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, and this is where we talk about everything entrepreneurship, whether you are just getting started or you have a seven or an eight figure business. I bring you the latest insights, ideas, and inspirations and interviews with the most amazing female entrepreneurs. So it will inspire and motivate you to build the business of your dreams. Welcome to another episode of the Women on the Rise podcast. And today, I have a guy on my podcast, and you will see why in a few moments. I am joined by Tim Hayden, who is the founder of Hagley West Watches, and you might know him from some of his very creative videos that you see online. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so I heard that you were in Dubai. I messaged you on Instagram, and I was like, I need to get you on the podcast. So thank you so much for changing a few of your plans to come see us on your holiday. Well, thanks for, <laughs> it's not so much for holiday, but thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So before we jump in, for people who don't know you or your business, could you maybe tell everyone a bit about, about yourself? Okay. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm trying to grow a global watch brand from my kitchen. And I'm documenting everything on social media. So I started with nothing from scratch, documented everything I'm doing behind the scenes. And I've luckily enough amassed quite a big following now on social media and therefore me all around the world growing this business. And, you know, we, we very rarely have guys on our podcast. I did wonder why I was invited. I, must admit. I know, right? I'm honoured. The, the reason why we do, because I think although we're our target audience is female entrepreneurs, mm. that I think that there's things that we can learn from all over the world. And so whenever I meet guys who I think are doing really interesting things. I'm like, come on my podcast, let's talk. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to have you. And what mm. what I think is so interesting is what you've been able to do with the power of video and social media. Mm. Um, what I would love to know first, do you have a background in marketing? Have you got that background or is it just something that you were like, I'm going to create some videos. No background in marketing, no training, no college courses at all. Learned on the job. Um, I've been in business for quite a while. I had my first business when I was 30. And so I was in IT. Right. Totally a boring business, boring industry, nothing like uh, what I'm doing at the moment. So when I started this, it really appealed to my creative side, something I've never really used, to be honest. And then I just thought, wow, how can I grab people's attention? So, so if you were in IT first, mm. what made you want to do a water brand? Did you sell the, the IT business? No. Or? No, what happened was um, I made a lot of money in my 30s. Um, I then lost 2.4 million in the crash of 2008. Uh, reinvented the, uh, the IT business. I built it up. But then I built it up as a, a lifestyle business because I wanted to spend time with my kids. I then became semi-retired and I was having quite an easy life in my 40s. But then as I was coming to the end, I thought, I really want to go for it. I really want to go for it. I thought, gosh, I haven't really fulfilled my true potential. Mm. How far can I go? And then there's no greater challenge than to try and grow a global brand. I mean, that is it. I mean, as an entrepreneur, it doesn't get any higher than that. So I just thought, well, I don't want to go through life and look back and live with any regrets. So I thought, sod it, go for it. Fantastic. And... You sold your house. I yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's very brave because for me as a business owner, one of the things that's always been my fear and maybe that's mm. been something that I'm always like, 
I, t- I take risks, but I always kind of, my highest level of risk is like, I don't want to lose my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, it's not something I'd recommend for everyone to do yeah. to sell their house and put everything on the line. But I knew that if I wanted to go to the absolute pinnacle, I had to risk everything. Because I was in a point where I started this watch business and I thought it's just going to be something on the side. I thought, be something mm. on the side. I can draw a bit of money from it. Then I saw the potential of it. So for the first two years I started the watch company, hardly any watches sold. I thought, if I really want to make a go of it, I've got to put everything behind it. But I knew I wouldn't earn any money for a few years. And I thought, well, I'm going to run out of cash. Yeah. And kids, they're not cheap, mm. especially ones that want to go to a drama college and things like this. So I just thought, well, there's only one thing for it. I, I, I do this thing, right? I step out of myself and I look at myself as if I'm a business project. Yeah. I take away emotion and I go, what can I do to ensure I can get from here to here? What's the best solution for this problem? And I look at it and I said, I need to sell my house. I need to liquidate my assets. I need to give myself as much time as possible to make this work. And I put myself in a position where my back was against the wall, where I had no other option for this to work. No plan B, no safety net. I just had, it just had to work. I put myself in such a position that every day I got up first thing in the morning and I just worked at it every day. And I'm still in that position now. I still feel like I've got my back against the wall. So yeah, it but it is risk. that it is that risk, right? And mm. how far are you going to go? Because a lot of that resonates with me. Like mm. I've had business since since I was twenty eight. Um, I'm hitting fifty this year, and it's kind of like go big or go home, right? <laughs> Where it's like yeah. I think I played it safe a little bit when I was business was easy, um, and I'm kind of like no, but I want to do something big. And that's when you do those big risks. But do you ever have, because one of the things that I find, and I don't know if you feel this, that sometimes I'm like, there's the fear that creeps in. You know, you have the vision of where you want to go, but it's like, oh my gosh, did I, (laughs) like, what am I doing? And then you have the conversation with yourself and you're like, no, 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 this is the right thing. I'm doing it, but it is a bit scary. It's a lot scary. If it isn't scary, it's not right. Yeah. I heard someone said a quote the other day, if you, if you go to the gym and enjoy it, you're not doing it right. You're not pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Uh, the business is scary. I'm still scared now. I mean, um, you know, I look at what I've got to do this year. And our schedule for this year for the, my potential business growth and what I need to achieve is quite overwhelming. If yeah. I look at it as a whole, it's just too much for me to comprehend. So it's about you know, taking it down to bite-sized chunks so you can manage it. But yeah, it, you know, it should be it should be scary. You know, that is it. I mean, it's the one thing that stops people doing business is fear. You know, fear of judgments, fear of failing. There's all these different things. It's all about overcoming fear. But then the thing is, is if you don't do it, got the regret. You have, yeah, right. Because yeah. that that's where I as well. Like I started Female Fusion. I walked away from my other business and started Female Fusion three years ago, and I was kind of like, this is it. I'm going for it. I'm making it big. I'm taking it global. And, and it's have. and I have, um, but it's still freaking scary. <laughs> like the same thing like you that I look at the the international schedule and like I have a period coming up in March, April, May, where I think that there's a period of one week where I'm not on a plane. And it's exciting. Like I don't know mm. about you that I love getting on airplanes and going to different countries and 
meeting different people. Mm. But then also I'm like, what? <laughs> You're kind of like, what am I doing? But it's also cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm the same. My favorite part of all I do is meeting people. Yeah, going to new areas, meeting people. I sow. I, basically, I'm sowing seeds around the around the globe. You know, spreading the word of Hagley West to the ethos of love your journey, and that's what I love doing. If if I could just choose one thing to do for the rest of my life, it would just be going out and meeting people. So uh, interesting because it, this is a conversation that we're having within my business as well at the moment, where you get to a certain point where it's like you want to work on what you're good at. And I'm feeling mm. that as well. Where I'm like, I want to go meet people. I want to travel, go to the events, meet our members, do the podcast, mm. speak at events. But then there's still the running of the business. <laughs> Have you managed to get yourself out of the business that you can just focus on the, the meeting the people? Or are you still operationally doing everything as well? Well, my aim is to make myself redundant from every single job within the organization. And that you can't do that in one go. Right. That has to go in steps. Uh, so when starting the business, I mean, I was packing the watches, I was putting them in the envelopes, I was taking to the, to the post office, I was doing the I was doing everything, bookkeeping, like every small yeah. business starts off when you're just on your own doing it. Yeah. And then one by one, as the business grows, you look to push aside different roles. Now, I'm useless at admin. Useless. Yeah, I hate it. I, yeah, I, exactly. Well, there's no point in doing something you hate. Yeah. I know what I'm good at. I know where my strengths are with the marketing and also the interaction with, uh, with the audience. That's my strength. Now, I need to get myself to a position where I'm just doing that and also the business strategy, the overall business strategy. We're getting there, it's, but it's going to take time. Yeah. You know, it's going to take time. This is where the patience builds into it because I wish I had that little wand I could wave over the business and go, right, okay, that's all sorted. But you have to grow it in steps. It has to be financially viable. But that's part of the journey, right? Absolutely. And this is, like, do you have a person who's handling operations in the yeah. business for you yet? He's sitting there behind you. Right. See, that's fantastic mm. because I think that's one of the things that business owners find the hardest to let go is the operations. But, like, from my perspective, it's like, I don't want to run the business. I want to be meeting people and doing this, mm. but other people, if they can take care of the operations, that's the best. Well, it, it's the no, number one reason why businesses don't grow is because yeah. the owners are too controlling yeah, and they, and, and they don't want to let go. Yeah. Let go of it. Totally, know? right? Yeah. I mean, the more things I can let go of, I've, we've now, um, we've gone from a team, we've built to a turnover of three million pounds a year and that's just me and two other people. Uh, we had a few few other things outsourced. Mm. Um, in the next month, we're going to be up to nine people on the team. So we're growing the team as fast as we can. By the end of the year, we hope to have up to 18. That's great. And so, you know, like on content, from March, I'm going to have five people in the team working on content and social media. Whereas just three months ago, it was just me. Were you editing your videos and yeah. doing everything yourself? on my phone. Right. Yeah. And how did you learn how to do that? Just like self-taught, worked it Actually, out? Actually, my first ever lesson in social media was from my son. He's now 12, so he was seven, I think, at the time, or eight. <laughs> and he taught me how to make a TikTok. And that's how it started. He taught me how to make a TikTok. And then I saw that as a fantastic vehicle 
I just looked at it and I thought, gee whiz, the, the, the reach on this, the organic yeah. reach, the attention of people. And I'm, I love watching people. I like seeing how people react to different things. So I studied TikTok for about three months and then I made a move. And I thought, well, how can I put myself over? So I decided to tell my journey. I said, this is my story. This is my journey so far. I put out a post. It got half a million views. I got instant following. And from then on, it's just grown and grown and grown. That's fantastic. And all from the help of your son yeah. who was all eight. From, yeah, he was eight at the time, yeah. I love that, though, that our kids um, can kind of help you with that. I, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and it's the yeah. same thing as well, where sometimes, too... Because I ask her for help on TikTok and sometimes she'd be like, oh, you're not going to be on there, are you? Like, that's just going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> and I'm like, no, TikTok is where it's at. Yeah. And I think business owners, especially ones who are maybe kind of 40 plus, are like, no, TikTok's not for me. I know, it's ridiculous. But TikTok is totally for you. I, I, every social media a platform, yeah. you know, you've got to understand how to adapt to each platform because whenever you open up a platform, the way you react to that platform is slightly different to, to another. Mm. And I hear that a lot, you know, what you said, especially with middle-aged people. Uh, they look at it and go, oh, no, TikTok's not for me. I said, well, it doesn't matter what's for you. Think Who's about your what's audience? for your audience. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's almost like a, I don't know whether it's a naive or it's an arrogance where people look at th something and they look down on something just because they think it's for the new generation. Well, it's the new generation who are buying my watches. In my case, it's the new generation that was watching your podcast. Yeah. You have to be present. You have to be present where people's attention is and learn how to adapt to grab their attention. And did you, when, when you went online, one thing that I see that prevents, especially business owners from really showing up online is that fear again, but the fear of being seen. Yeah. And, you know, because with that, you get people who are like, you're amazing. I love you so much. And then you get other people who are like, yeah. you suck. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you have that fear at all? No, no, I, I really um, I really don't give a <laughs> almost swore then. I really don't give a damn. Yeah. About what other people think. Um, and that is that is huge. I didn't realize just how much people get affected by that. You know, people that don't like to be on camera, people that don't like to be seen or heard, mm. the fear of judgment of others. Um, but yeah, you do get a lot of praise and you do get a lot of negative negativity. And the best thing to do is people say, oh, ignore the negative. Ignore the neg or I say ignore the positive as well. Well, sometimes yeah, with the, the negative, with the negative too, you can maybe pick up if there's any problems or, or challenges in mm. your business. But I, I met Stephen Bartlett this weekend from Diary of a CEO. And yeah. he said one thing this weekend where he's like, I do a post or I schedule a post and I walk away. He's like, I don't look at it. I don't look at the feedback. People tell me that they've tagged me. He's like, I never see it. Because, you know, as much as it will make me feel amazing when people tell me how great I am, I don't want to see the other stuff mm. as well. And I thought that's really fascinating. Mm. Like when you get to that level of awareness makes sense well the thing is real i think one of the strengths of you know, realizing you don't need anybody else's justification yeah and when you can cut off the noise it's like you know I, my following has grown and grown and grown it's got to the point where a lot of these comments is just like background noise you could go into a bar and i'm focused on talking to you and there's lots of noise in the background 
I don't listen to that. I'm focused on the person in front of me. And I think that's how you must approach social, social media. If you listen to all the praise, you're going to think you're something special. Yeah. And then if you listen to the negativity, you're going to, you're going to think, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Oh, my gosh. You know, you could put out the same post. And one person will say you're brilliant. One person will say you're horrible. One person will say you're, I don't know, some sort of a maniac. Yeah. Everybody reads it in a different way. But everybody has an audience as well, right? Like that, that's the thing I say to my members is I'm like, you're going to resonate with somebody. Mm. Somebody's like, somebody needs to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wish people would, would see that more actually, that if they show up, that there's going to be people who want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I use Love Your Journey. Um, There's always like an ethos of mine going up, um, especially through my 30s. The you know, life lessons you learn, you really sort of learn the real life lessons during your 30s. You think you learn them in, the tw in your 20s, but you really learn them in the 30s. And then you get to the 40s yeah. and you become this wiser, older guy, I guess, or wiser, older woman in your case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when, you, um, when I went through this process, I realized that the whole purpose of life is the joy of the process of going through it, the joy of learning um, and that's why I used to live your journey. And so what I, and what that enabled me to do was go to the audience and I said, this is where you should be. Cause I see a lot of entrepreneurs saying you too can be an entrepreneur. You should be an entrepreneur. You should be, this should be. no, you should be whoever you want to Correct. be, whoever you think you are. So, you know, use, um, look at yourself, understand who you are and love your journey. Cause it doesn't matter what your journey is. Everyone's got one. So everybody can resonate with Love Your Journey because it touches everyone in a different way. Mm. So um, that's why Love Your Journey has been so successful. So let's tell everybody about... On, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about yeah. the, the Love Your Journey. So did you start doing it? Where did you start doing it? In America? Or oh, you mean the Find Tim challenges, the, you mean? And the Find Tim challenges. Okay, yeah. Well, let's... Yeah, Love Your Journey is a strap line to the business. That's yeah. the ethos to the business. Uh, the Find Tim Challenge was just a way to connect with the audience, something entertaining. But that's how you really blew up, right? Uh, no, I, I, I blew up before that. I blew up, um, well, <laughs> I had three phases really of um, sort of blowing up, if you like to call it, of, of okay. growth. The first one was documenting my journey. Then I celebrated the journeys of other people through Love Your Journey. So I started telling other people's journeys, oh, that's celebrating nice. that. Uh, the next phase was um, I then decided to hand deliver watches. I went on a live on, on TikTok and I said, everybody orders a watch in the next hour. I will personally hand deliver every single watch. How many watches did you give we away? We sold 67 in one hour. And at the time I was turning over not a lot at all. I was just, I was just sitting in my kitchen. I thought, bloody hell, I've got 67 watches to, to deliver. And it was all over the UK. I mean, from the Outer Hebrides, to Kent, to Cornwall, Wales, everywhere in Scotland, all over England. I had 3,600 miles to drive. It took me six weeks. I hand-delivered every single watch. Wow. And, and I, you drove? Yeah. I drove, okay. flew, boat, train, anywhere it took to get to everyone's house. And then I hand-delivered and every hand-delivery was filmed and we posted it. And we've posted the interactions on me knocking on the door. And it, it, it did two things. One, it gave me a really good, strong connection with my audience. Mm. And two, most importantly, it made me really understand my audience 
really made me understand and see who they are. Because when you're building an e-commerce brand, the, a lot of people, and so many people do this, they sit behind the computer yep. and they don't actually go out and see the customers. But this is like for all businesses, right? It's not yeah. just e-commerce that there's the, I know what my customers want. It's like, do you? Have you asked them? Yeah. <laughs> and see who they are. Yeah. See what makes them tick. And so, yeah, we did that. So that's the first thing. And then a couple of years ago, I just had a decision one day, just came up with an idea. I said, what if I went live somewhere in London? So I went to the South Bank. I was near uh, London Eye. I thought, if I just go live and say, right, the first person to find me and say, love your journey, will win a watch, how long it would take? And so I told my audience, I said, right, I'm going to London on Friday. I'm going to be going live. First person to find me will win a watch. Um, I'll see you all Friday. And I couldn't believe what happened. I went live. I thought I was going to be sitting in this place about three hours. I had a, it was freezing. It was January. And um, as you know, England's pretty cold in January. Uh -huh. So I had a hat, scarf, gloves, big coat on. And I sat there. And uh, one minute, 50 seconds later, a guy ran up behind me and said, love your journey. He'd taken the day off work. He'd been scouting oh. me. He'd been seeing all my story on Instagram, little clues to where I was. And he found me in one minute, 50 seconds. And within 10, 15 minutes, I had about 20 people standing around me. Wow. And I just looked and thought, damn, my neck. So is that when you, was it at that moment that you took that decision to, to, develop to really go all in on this? Yeah, I mean, we started doing it. We start, I thought, well, how far can I push this? So we did different places. Then I'd spring up in the middle of nowhere and say, right, I'm live. Who's going to find me? I'm on the edge of a, of a lake or I'm everywhere all around the UK. I've done everywhere. And then um, I did another challenge in the morning one day. I was alive and I said, right, whoever buys a watch right now, uh, anywhere, I will put all your names into a hat, pull one out, and I will hand deliver the watch immediately, right now, this very second. So I did this challenge. I pulled out his name, and the guy was in Oslo. I thought, blimey, I bet I've got to go to Oslo. So I got out of the, got out of the house, drove to Heathrow, caught a flight from Heathrow to Oslo, met the guy at the airport, handed him the watch, filmed it all. That's fantastic. I thought, well, I'm in Oslo now. What do I do? So I thought, I'll do another fine team challenge, see if it works out here. Right. Did and you bring a suitcase full of watches with no, you? No, or no, you were just like, here's the one on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I bought a couple. And then I did it in Oslo and I was found by four or five people, came out and found me. And oh. then I thought, I might have something here. You know, the videos are going viral um, and the, the following was growing and growing. And it just built up and built up. And then I, I went all around Europe, Rome, Paris, under the Eiffel Tower, went to the Arctic Circle, I, I, everywhere around Europe. Um, and then I just said, right, I want to see if we can break um, break into America. If you're going to grow a global brand, you've got to make it big in America. That's a holy grail, right? Yeah. So we were selling, so this was about, about 18 months ago. Mm. We were doing about 7 8% of our turnover in America. I went out there and I, I flew to Boston. And we arrived, and as soon as I walked out of the hotel, someone walked up to me and said, love your journey. And I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and then I did a challenge, and like 35 people came out, and I didn't know what to do. I, I was just surrounded by these people. I thought, I wasn't expecting this. I don't know what to do now. Uh, we filmed it all. Then we moved on to New York. Same thing happened, Philadelphia, D.C. Then I said, right, we've got to keep coming back. Mm. Um, so in the last 18 months, we've been going back. 
And then it turned into the Find Tim in 50, uh, 50 State Challenge. So I've now been to 39 states in America. I'm actually tomorrow, um, one week tomorrow, I'm flying to back out to the states. We've got 11 more states to do. Wow. I'm Are just, you going to do them all in that the <clears throat> next trip? Oh, no, we can't. I'm, I'm doing five more states in the next trip, but I'm okay. literally from here. I go home for a week. Then I'm in the states for five, traveling around. I come back for a few more weeks and I'm back again. So I'm going back and forwards. Got 11 yeah. states left to do. And the last one will be uh, Hawaii. We're doing that at the end of July. We've got a big event. And yeah, we've gone from turning over, I think, around about 15,000 pounds a year in America to 2 million in, in under a year. Just in America? Mm, yeah, that's just the States. So what percentage of your revenue now is? Uh, 75%. Wow. Would you have ever thought that? No. It's incredible, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. We're now the fastest growing watch company in the world. And if we continue the way we're going, and if, if we hit our plans, and I can't even believe I'm saying this, I never thought I'd, I'd be in this position. Put it out to the universe. <laughs> but yeah, we, we could be the number one growing company in the UK after next year. In the, you know the Fast Track 100 they yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be top 10. We're looking Fantastic. like we could get number one. Congratulations. Um, well, we're not there yet, so no. don't count your chickens, but I mean, it's, it's looking good. But it's, it, but it's stories like this, and it, th this is why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because it doesn't matter whether mm. you're a man or a woman, yeah. that it's such an interesting story to, to go and show other people that you come up with the right idea, you have the dedication, mm. you have the creativity, and you just stick with it, yeah. and how you can, can grow. And I think the important thing to say is you don't have to come up with the right idea day one. No. That's what a lot of people think. I think, oh, I've got to come up with this genius idea for day one. No, no, no. Just start. Just you're start. Gonna, but w <laughs> what you're doing when you start, like in the beginning, mm. is totally different. Six months, oh. 12 months down the line. You if, didn't even know where you're going to go. Seven years ago, I started this business. If someone had said to me, I'll be in Dubai on a podcast, I've just been found... <laughs> on the palm i've handed a stranger a watch i've done a charity video about uh, some cricket pitches we're building in south africa i just thought you would be nuts i could yeah. have never have imagined this never i just thought i'd just vlog a few watches that's all i thought but do you know we so even as well like within our business mm. uh, our businesses and female fusion we have e-commerce brands people who have watches jewelry different things and they're stuck you know, they're doing ads on Instagram, Facebook, mm. maybe some Google ads, mm. and they're, they they don't know how to grow their business. Like, yeah. did you start out doing that, doing yeah. like the social media yeah, ads? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea what to do. But the, the thing with business is that you've got to really look at things and you've got to be really brutally honest with yourself. Is this working? If it's not, stop it. What's it, Einstein saying? The definition of um, insanity is to keep repeating the same thing, expecting right. a different result. Yeah. So I started the business. I had no idea. I'd never had an e-commerce business, never done a B2C business, never done any social media at all. Um, all mine was B2B IT stuff before. I've come onto this. I had somebody advising me on and how things would work. It didn't work that way. Uh, there should be massive organic growth on Instagram. That didn't happen. Uh, you, you could get all your business through Google ads. That didn't work. Ads through Facebook and Instagram. They didn't work. I mean, I wasted all the budget in the first two months, two and a half months. All the money had gone. 
where all the ads run, didn't do anything. I went 83 days without selling a watch. 83 mm. days. When I launched the business, we sold six watches in the first six minutes. I thought, this is easy. Didn't sell another watch for six weeks. Sold a few more, then it went 83 days. Then we went and through. And who was buying it? Your your friends and family? Yeah, or? But, yeah. <laughs> Make, mates down the pub. Yeah. I was actually, I actually, I actually sold a few watches for cash in the pub. <laughs> you know, I actually went down, you know, like there'd be there, Bill would go, oh, I love a watch off you. And you'd give me like, I'd say, okay, 100 quid cash, we'll do it. And, you know, th those were the the sales. Um, but so many people would give up at that point and go, right, I tried this. Mm. It's not for me. Well, I went through it and I knew what had to be done because what I did was I was introduced when we started the business to social media and I, I became a student of social media. I was just watching and watching and watching. And what one thing, the biggest thing that I got from it and seeing it was you have to connect with an audience. You can't build a business on a product. So people saying they're doing product sales, it doesn't work. You build your story on that and build by building the invisible bridge between an audience and the product, which is the brand. That's the emotional connection. You focus on the emotional connection. That yeah. is, so you have to resonate with people. How can people resonate with you? Now, we live in a life of social media now where instead of being uh, aspirational, well, I want to look like that or own that, be inspirational. Yeah. Be that person that makes somebody feel better. So by telling your story, people can resonate because people don't connect through you sitting on a flash car on a yacht. They connect through vulnerability. If you are strong enough to show your vulnerability yeah. on social media, people will connect with you. But that I think is where it's really changed, mm. right? Because five years ago, it was like all the slick videos yeah. and all of these things where now it's like, I don't want that because yeah. that's not real. I want, and even I find as well, when I'm deciding if I'm going to buy something or invest in something, I want to to feel that connection and feel that authenticity from, mm. from the founder, from the organization. Yeah. Absolutely. Transparency is key. Yeah. You know, I, I, TikTok's changed everything really because TikTok's shown people for who, really who they are. The, the Instagram posts where they're touched up, the guys yes. with six packs and they're, all, the, all the videos and photos look perfect. TikTok enabled people to be um, themselves and yeah. transparent. And that's changed. It's completely changed the way in which social media works. And people want that content. Absolutely. There's still the fear though about that like we yeah. actually um we partner with tiktok so we we work with tiktok because they're like we want to help female entrepreneurs get on mm. tiktok and still you know i've had a few people message me and go i don't feel that that's a very good partnership for female fusion because they're like i don't see how it can help my business and i'm like you're missing the point you know yeah. give me a year after after a year people are going to see it but there's mm. I think for small businesses that there is such untapped potential that if you get it right and if you creatively use it, mm. it's going to be huge for your business. Yeah. And in the last year, Facebook Reels has blown up. Yeah. Um, organic Reach on Instagram Reels has blown up. You've got YouTube Shorts. Yeah. You've still got posts on LinkedIn as well. There's, there's so many platforms to utilize, so many. Yeah. So I want to know, I want to talk a little bit more about your fine Tim challenge, because sure. there was one video that I saw, I think it was in the summertime, and I see that you've kind of 
integrated it in your business. And this is a really nice bit of storytelling, I think, as well, which is when you met, there was a deaf man in America. I think his name was Derek. Is that yeah, it? Derek, yeah. That was, that, that was really special. Maybe if you can tell everybody a bit about that and the yeah. impact that's had on your business. Yeah, I mean, the Find Him challenges throw up so many fantastic moments. Um, a lot of the moments are very entertaining or funny <laughs> or exciting, or, um, but uh, there are a lot of very special moments. I've met some very special people. And I was in uh, Indiana, uh, just by the Ohio River, which is right next to, it's uh, just north of Louisville, Kentucky. And I did a Find Tim challenge. Now, Find Tim challenge, just I did a silent Find Tim challenge, I should say, which is where I sit in complete silence and I give a few clues. So I'm live on TikTok or TikTok and Facebook. And I show a few clues and people have to guess where I am. If they guess where I am, they've then got to come to me, find me and say, love your journey. I then give them a watch. So I did this challenge in this park and this lady turned up, she won the watch. And then I switched all the cameras off. We'd finished the live and I was there. My son was with me. He came out to America on that trip. And I was just packing everything away. And this guy walked up to me and passed me his phone. And I looked at him. And on his phone, it had, live your journey. Oh. I looked at him and I said, oh, uh, thank you. And he took the phone back. He's tapping onto it. He passed it back. He goes, I am deaf. Uh, but I just wanted to come down. I love your videos. Uh, I wanted to meet you. So I, I, I shook hands with him and we communicated through his phone. He could lip read and, and then he was typing. And um, it was lovely meeting him. And then he walked off. And I just stood there and I was really touched by, by, by him. Now, normally on the challenge, it's only the person who gets yes. there first gets the yeah. watch. And we have, I, I get found by thousands and thousands yeah. of people. So I can't give a watch to everyone, obviously. So I, I, I give them like key rings so saying, I okay. found him and it's a little memento. I'll give you one afterwards. Oh, okay. And um, anyway, so he walked off and I said, I've got to, I've got to chase after him. And so I ran after him um, with a watch and I, I, got, I caught up to him. And he was at the time on the phone to one of his friends communicating, say he'd met me. And so I communicated through his friends that was on the FaceTime. And I said, I want to give him this watch. And so he, so I gave him the watch. He thanked me. And then he taught me how to say, live your journey in American Sign Language. So he taught me how, how to do it, how to sign it. And it was just a lovely moment. And then the next day I did a Find Tim challenge um, in Louisville, Kentucky. It was a big city Find Tim challenge where I had Hundred people come down and meet me, and one of the guys that came to meet me was another deaf guy. Wow! And I couldn't believe it. Another deaf guy came up, and so when he came up to me, he didn't know I knew the sign. So I just said, "Oh," and I signed of your journey to him, and mm -hmm. he was just blown away by it. And then Derek came, and the two deaf guys were signing to each other. And I was just standing there going, "What? This is just it was just an incredible moment, really." And ever since then, I like carrying around with me mementos of. Um, people I've met, they've given me gifts. Uh, like I, I get, I've got like bracelets, and I've got, I've got. There's different things that are in my bag. There's different things I've got in my kitchen, of all gifts I've got. And one of the gifts I got, I think one of the most amazing ones, is being being able to sign "Live Your Journey." So now at the end of my videos, I sign off by signing "Live Your Journey." So I say "Love Your Journey." So I sign this at the end just to bring more awareness to yeah. sign language and, and the deaf community. I'm hoping I could do more with the deaf community. There's a few mm. ideas I have 
because I, I'm a, I love supporting charity, so I hope yeah. I could do some more. But yeah, that's a gift I got given. That was, yeah, that was incredible. Lovely. I love that. And I noticed as well, even that, because um, I was snooping around on your website, that you've even got um, T-shirts showing the, the sign language yeah. on that as well, which is cool. Yeah, it's just... It's just, yes, yeah, one of my things now. We launched Hagley West Clothing and one of the T-shirts has a sign language on. That's fantastic. Mm. Now, I would love to know, going global, it's not easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's fun because you get to see different places. Yeah. Your plan at the moment, because I, I know you make a big deal on social media when you have an order from a country you haven't had yeah. an order from. It's getting to the point now that there's not many countries left, mm. is there? Do you... <laughs> <laughs> We're 106 countries are sold into now. Okay. Um, I think the last one was the Falkland Islands. Oh, no, there's one after that. I can't remember which one it was now. We, I sold a watch to the Falkland Islands. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> there's only a population of about 2,000, I think, or 2,500 yeah. on the whole island. And then, um, yeah, last week we sold a watch to the Falkland Islands. And then two days ago, uh, another person from the Falkland Islands ordered. So there's now two Word of mouth. That's uh, probably exactly what it is, right? This one person's like, look at this watch. Like, yeah. What? They ship here? Do you know, Get me one. <laughs> do you know what? You just you just hit the nail on the head there. Word of yeah. mouth. This is um, something which I say to my guys all the time. And a lot of people ask me, they say, you know, what are you doing with the business? And I said, every business thinker, every every business owner should be thinking, how can I encourage word of mouth? How am I encouraging word of mouth? So all those stupid little things I do, running around here, there, and everywhere, the fine team challenges, the story of me selling the house. My intention is that when Bill walks into the office on Monday with his new Hagley West watch on, and Dave says to him, oh, you got a new watch. Instead of him just saying, yes, I have, I want him to say, oh, yeah, there's this bloke on, bloke on TikTok. He sold his house. He, he flies off here. He's on a fine team challenge. He's in the Arctic Circle. He's in Cape Town. He's in Dubai. Yeah. He's done this stuff for charity. You should have seen me the other day. Here, watch one of his videos. That's what I want Bill to say when he's wearing my new watch. And that's encouraging word of mouth. So that's, that's the, basically, that's the cornerstone of our growth. I love that. So what's next? What are your big plans for the next year? Oh my gosh. Um, what's your, actually, do you know what I would love to know? On. What's your, what's your big vision? You know, because all of us, it, and it might change, but we start our businesses and we have, well, we should have a vision for where we want the end goal to be. What's, what's your big vision for that? What does it look like? Okay. Um, my vision hasn't changed from the first day you know, I, I started really, I, I had a purpose. I like to say, I just want to flog a few watches. That's kind of a bit of a joke thing to say, really. Yeah. I had a vision. The reason I'm doing this is that my purpose is to grow a global watch brand. Now, what does that mean? It's, it's infinite. It's infinite. You know, how it, it could be massive. There's no number directly correlated to that. I do get asked sometimes about the number. And sometimes I make a number up just to appease somebody, but mm. there is no number. And I just want to grow the biggest brand ever, the biggest brand that I'm capable of doing. Now, will I be able to grow the biggest brand ever in my lifetime? Probably not, but I'm going to enjoy the process of trying to do that. And that's what I love. It's the journey of doing it. So I don't have an end goal. There's no specific end goal for me. 
I'm just enjoying and loving my journey of, of, of building the brand. And that's all I'm working on. How can I do anything better? When we do one challenge next time, how can we do it better? How can we edit that better? How can we design and watch better? How can we connect with more people? And the other part of it as well, and not to sound too corny, is just how much can I give back yeah. with, the, with the, the charity? Because I'm in a position now where I have a duty to give back as well. I, I know a lot of people say that, and it does. I'm, sometimes it sounds cringy when people say it, but you know, you, your purpose in life is to is to leave a legacy. You know, something yeah. you're proud of, something that you you actually look at yourself and go, God, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. So whatever I can do there as well, um, and it's not just about giving back financially; it's giving back time. Yeah, you know, um, which is the stuff I'm doing with the Autistic Society. Um, so yeah, sorry, I can't give you a definitive end goal, but, it, but that's, it's, it's long. It's an ongoing journey. Well, I mean that's that's a good goal as it is as well. I mean, I, I think that's what I love is the the giving back and mm. the legacy because a lot of people don't think about that. It's mm. almost like how much money can I make, and it they're focused more on the revenue numbers rather than actually, well, I'm doing really well. And I want to put this back in the community or help causes mm. or people or things like that. And that's that, That's really important to be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's a business is about how much you can give, not how much you can take. Again, that's an, another thing that stops people from growing because they just think about what they're getting. Not giving, they don't think about what they're giving. You know, it, it, it's, and that's, that's from content. And what am I giving? What value am I offering in this piece of content I'm putting out? Mm. Am I educating you? Am I informing you? Am I entertaining you? Those are the only three things you can do in content. Those, that's it. You know, and then with, um, with your audience, what value am I giving them? I give away a lot of watches. And I give away a lot of watches because I want to give value to as many people as possible. I give away discounts to people who regularly come on my lives. I'm always looking to give as much as I can. We're doing the event in Hawaii. I'm going to be giving away 50 free watches and probably about 500 free items of clothing. And that's just going to be one big, massive event where I give away. And um, entrepreneurs are scared to do that, though, sometimes. And I, I see that why. from I, and I'm like, why? Why not? Like, yeah. why? Why not? Because giving back like that and also as well, the if you think, what would you spend on ads? Mm. Right. You know, like you're doing all of that and you're building relationships, you're building goodwill. Mm. People are going to take that and go look at this watch that I got. Look at this T-shirt that I'm wearing encouraging word of mouth yeah you're encouraging word of mouth you're meeting your audience you're creating content you're creating buzz around your, your organization you're doing good where's the bad where's the negative where is the bad in that but people just go oh hang on a second he's giving away money i i you're talking earlier about people putting money into ads and they're not working stop spending money on ads yeah build it organically build yeah. it organically the ads can be part of a, a a funnel system i guess to, yeah. to bring in sales they can be part but the ads shouldn't be at the top of the funnel they should be in the middle somewhere just reaffirming what you're doing exactly the, the brand awareness has got to come from organic reach i mean if i was to pay for the number of views that i'm having at the moment i mean i, I get between 60 and 80 million views a month on uh, on social if i was to pay for that it costs hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of pounds and dollars right. a month. Yeah, I just wouldn't be able to afford it. No. But, you know, I can fly to Arizona or California, 
do some events. Yeah. There's a cost of the travel, of course. I started by traveling to around England, then I did Scotland, then I did Wales, then I did Europe, and then I did America. You know, I built it in stages. I didn't jump yeah. straight to the end game. Yeah, and that's it as well with going international, right? You mm. have to dip your toes in slowly yeah. and get to know the market. Like, don't... The thing I find crazy with some people is they think going international is going to America. It's the holy grail, Mm. but there's a lot of other places that Mm. you can go to that can have just as much impact to help you get started rather than being a big fish or a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Or a lot of people try to go there too quickly. Yeah. You know, know, we didn't, uh, from the moment I first launched to the moment of going to America, it was just over five years for me. It was a slow build. Yeah. It was a slow, slow build. But people sometimes don't realize that when they see you online, right? Or when they see me online and they're they're like, I can't believe you're so successful, how you do all of this. And mm. you're like, it took a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that overnight success, it took yeah. seven years. It's, yeah. you know, that, that overnight success takes five, ten years mm. to go and do that. And then you're just doing it again and again and learning from your failures and failing forward and changing mm. things and making it different yeah yeah overcoming fear of failure i always say the best thing for business when people ask for advice is that you've got to be consistent persistent but most of all patient those are the three things consistency persistency and patience yeah that's the recipe for success for entrepreneurship yeah. i think but it's like you were just saying outside that you've heard of other people doing podcasts and they do 10 shows and yeah. give up. Yeah. 10 shows, they even got started. Totally. They're not even, they're not even, they're not walking, they're not even crawling. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm 100 episodes in on the podcast well right Congratulations. now. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I was looking, you know, because you do want to see the performance and I was looking at the performance of where my podcast sits globally and it's top 10% in the world, but then... I have friends who have had their podcast for five years and they're top 0.1% in the world. And part of me is like, what are they doing that I'm not? Then it's like longevity, right? You know, they're showing up consistently every single week. And if you show up every single week, five years from now, I'll be in the top 0.5 or 0.1 because I show up, I'm giving, I'm putting out the content. And it's just knowing that you have to show up and do it. Yeah. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I love your journey. Thank you for for being so generous with your time and spending time with us on the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. Loved it. Thank you. If you loved today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? The doors are open for our membership right now. And in our membership, you will get to meet the most inspiring wonderful 